This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Health Check. In this fortnightly podcast series on Wednesdays, The Straits Times guides you to healthier living and debunks the myths with expert guests. I'm Joyce Teo and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. Our topic today is addictions and how they can creep up on you and take over your life. We have invited a well-known addictions expert, Dr. Mooney Dasa Winslow. He's a senior consultant psychiatrist and founder of Promises Healthcare. And he was also formerly the chief of the Institute of Mental Health's Addiction Medicine Department. Hi, Dr. Winslow. Hi, Joyce. Hi. So we all think we know about addictions, but do we really? So what's the biggest misconception that people have about addictions? I think that the biggest misconceptions are that people think that addictions are easy to quit. And very often we hear people saying things like, just say no. And this was said by Ronald Reagan's wife or Nancy Reagan as a campaign against drug addiction or alcoholism. Just say no. Mm-hmm. But just saying no when you have an addiction is pretty much useless or worthless because right. people who have addictions really do know that they are screwed and that they have a problem. Mm-hmm. And if they could just say no and stop, they would have done it long ago. <laughs> And they would try, right, usually? Yes. Yeah. Most people, before they come and see therapists or a counsellor or a doctor, would have tried to solve their problems on their own. So they would have tried to stop their addiction or contain it or reduce the impact on themselves or other people around them. Mm-hmm. And it's only when they can't or they realise that things are getting out of control mm-hmm. that they actually seek help. So what are the common addictions in Singapore? There's two big groups. There are the substance addictions, and Mm -hmm. those are things like nicotine, cigarette smoking, drugs, Mm -hmm. and alcohol is actually Mm -hmm. one of the biggest ones. And for them, the behavior addictions are things like gambling, sex, work. Mm -hmm. Some people say eating. That might be a a national addiction or a national (laughs) hobby. (laughs) Is sex addiction a big problem here? And how do you know when it's serious, actually? When you should seek help? Mm. That's interesting because just in the last year, the World Health Organization has managed to put in a classification for compulsive sexual behavior disorder or CSBD. And that is actually what is sex addiction. And it manifests itself or shows itself in many different ways. Mm. So Mm -hmm. for the vast majority, it is either pornography and masturbation or one-night stands or multiple relationships or things like that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it gets more serious and you actually have power differentials, teachers having sex with their students, upskirt videoing, voyeurism, and all the rest of the things that make us really concerned. Fortunately, the group that extend to the extremes where they actually do forced or power differential sex are a minority and those are the ones that the law actually has proscribed and has put put in place things to control it. But having said that, the vast majority, and we were quite amazed when we first started addiction services for people with sexual compulsion, and we discovered a lot of people coming forward to actually seek help because they realised that their behaviour was going generally against their own values or belief systems and then they sought help. If I remember rightly, among the first 80 clients with compulsive sexual behaviour that we saw at iMage, almost 80% had master's degrees or higher, which is amazing, yes. And I think it was because the people realised that there was a problem. It tends to afflict more than ever people with strong value systems, religious belief systems. 
And I think, again, it is because those are the people who realize that I'm not acting or behaving according to my value system mm-hmm. and it's causing me internal pain and emotional discomfort. Right. So they know about it. But why do they get addicted in the first place? Okay, then you have to go back to why do people get addicted to anything in the first place? Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that anybody who gets addicted the addiction has to serve a function to them. Mm -hmm. So either the addiction has to make them feel strong and powerful or give them a euphoric high. And if it was in sex addiction, for example, it is more often than not the chase than the the actual catch. Or they use the behavior like pornography and masturbation as an emotional numbing thing. I don't Mm. want to think about life. My life sucks. And when I do this, then I don't have to feel and I feel calmer and I'm, I'm able to rest or sleep better or chill out. And then, of course, there are some people who prefer a fantasy world. The fantasy world is so much better than my real world that I'm living in. The real world that I live in sucks. Mm -hmm. But a fantasy world where I am strong, I'm powerful, I can do all these things is a lot better. Right. So does it mean that, you know, certain group of people are are more prone to addictions? Well, there are many factors which actually can make people more prone to addictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example. Some of them, People with ADHD, which we discussed before, do have Mm -hmm. a slightly higher propensity because they are impulsive, they act out first and think later about the consequences. Then there are people who have had trauma. And if we are talking about sex again, people who have had incest or childhood trauma or abuse Mm -hmm. at any time in their growing up years tend to be much more prone to developing sexual compulsivities. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that actually cause distress But at the same time, the people who've had things done to them themselves Mm -hmm. tend to very much more be interested and actually act out on the behaviour. Right, but what about those people who are addicted to like work or exercise then? Ah, those are Mm. supposedly positive addictions, right? Right. Uh, I remember when we first put up a website, we tried to put work on it, but we Mm. were told by our authorities that uh, there's no such thing as Singaporeans working hard enough, so there's no (laughs) such thing as work addiction. But I think that there is such a thing as work addiction and you have to Mm. watch it because if a person gets their whole self-worth and how they see themselves only depends on whether they are able to work, Mm -hmm. then we run the risk of becoming like some East Asians where you find people dead at their desk and (laughs) Mm. it takes time for people to realise that they're not in existence anymore. Okay, well, great stuff. Now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Health Check on Apple's or Google's podcast or even on Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now, back to our conversation with addictions expert Dr. Winslow. So, Dr. Winslow, you mentioned all these addictions. How can people start to realise that maybe they have an addiction and even get it treated? Is there a process that they should observe themselves before they seek professional help? Like keeping a diary or something like that or noting certain behavioural traits actually? The thing to understand is that most of the time, addictions don't happen in a vacuum. Mm. If you have an addiction, you will realise it yourself because of the sheer amount of time that you spend on it. Mm. Uh, Addictions tend to take a lot of thinking time. People may not see you thinking about it, but I've had people who say that they find it difficult to work because from the time they wake up, They're thinking about their addiction. If it is a substance, where to get the substance, where to get the money, how to do it. Mm -hmm. If it is a behaviour, similarly. So a lot of time gets spent on it. And uh, it takes away time from your real enjoyable life. Your family will know about it. Generally speaking, the people who you love 
will also realize that there's something up or something wrong because sure. they they tend to to look at it and say, "Well, oh, you're not the same," or there's something wrong with the way that you're behaving. And people around you tend to notice. Of course, with some of the substance addictions. There's clear indications. Uh, if you've been drinking a lot and you start vomiting blood, you definitely know that you <laughs> yeah. have a problem. Uh, unfortunately, more often than not, those are the late stages, and the people who present earlier are the ones mm. who have difficulties with relationships or difficulties with work, mm -hmm. and they find that oh, my relationships are falling apart, or I'm not able to finish my assignments on time, or I'm always having to come in sick or give sick leave because right. I can't make it to work. And I have to give excuses for why. So, Doctor Winslow, I mean, if you are addicted, right? How can people manage their cravings? Well, if you're just talking about a craving, you have to understand that a craving is an intense desire or urge to do something or act in a certain way or use a substance. Mm -hmm. And cravings generally don't last very long. At most, they last ten minutes, twenty minutes. But the key here is that if you fight the craving and say no, 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 no. There is a saying that that which is resisted persists, mm -hmm. and so more often than not, the best way around it is to distract yourself, or you have a recovery buddy or friend, and mm -hmm. say, "Okay, I'm going to call you when I have a problem. Can you please answer the phone when I <laughs> when I call?" And probably so it's like a breakout mm -hmm. system that you have to devise. Quite often, yes, yeah. because the the craving doesn't last very long, yeah. as I said, and so sometimes I've heard my. Clients say I called my my mentor or sponsor. Mm -hmm. My sponsor told me to uh, go downstairs to Seven <laughs> Eleven, uh, go and buy an apple, go back home, peel the apple, cut it into eights, and uh -huh. eat each one of them, and then call me back. <laughs> <laughs> so usually the the craving would be gone by then, and you're able to think rationally. But if you keep mm -hmm. just trying to fight the craving, no, I will not succumb. I will not do this. I will not do this. Mm. It, it tends to become stronger. You. Okay, and do you notice any type of newer addictions? You know, say you want to correct some uh, misconceptions about like gaming addictions or even the smartphone addictions and all that. Mm. I think that we have to understand that very often the addictions are very similar and they go by the same patterns that we've said that people use mm. them to get a high or enjoyable feeling. They use them to numb out their feelings, or they use them as a form of living in a fantasy world. Mm -hmm. And the newer technologies like computers and handphones are just expressions of that. And most of the time, the ways that the addictions express themselves are just a way of showing that there's new technology at play. And the new technology allows you to, for example, spend hours on pornography on your handphone. So it is just another way. And people also gaming or betting online. Mm -hmm. It happens on their their phones or the new technologies, okay. and of course there are new technologies like gaming where you can play for hours and hours yeah. and hours. Right. Yeah, and it's like an all-consuming world, so sometimes it it's is. easy to get lost. Yeah. But as you said, family and friends. This is where they can help as well. They can step in, right? Yes. If you're young enough, generally speaking, the family. I've seen families which are quite good. They they have a certain time curfew where at. 11 p.m. or 12 midnight. Yeah, all internet will be switched off and all wireless will <laughs> okay. be disconnected. And even for friends, I mean that strategy that the sponsor mm. had—that's actually a very good practical tip. If you have someone who has an addiction, you can arrange with a friend who can then help you break out of that routine, right?、Mm. Or when you feel that you're going to fall into that trap, 
is that good advice? Well, that good is practical advice. You know, it has to be seen as part of our overall concept of what you're going to do about your addiction. How you're going to handle it. So the key is that there's a how of addiction recovery, H O W, and H stands for honesty. Because to be able to get well, you really have to be very honest with yourself about what you're doing, how the addiction is affecting you, how it's affecting people around yourself. There's a saying in, for example, sex addiction that. People are only as sick as their secrets, and that's very, very true. Because the more you hide, and the more you think nobody is noticing or nobody knows what is going on in my head, the more sick you probably are emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, and always. Then that's the H. The O is open-mindedness. Be willing to explore. Maybe be willing to see a counselor, see somebody, get advice, figure out whether there really is a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, go online, do questionnaires or tests, which tell you whether you actually have a problem. If you have, then do something about. It. Then W. So H O W. W is the willingness. And if you find that there is a problem, then be willing to go to any lengths to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. If it involves seeing somebody for therapy, so be it. If it involves going for Alcoholics Anonymous or any of the other anonymous support group meetings, mm-hmm. go and attend them. Figure out how people who have gone before you with their addiction are being able to stay sober and clean, mm-hmm. and, and follow their patterns. So, willingness to take whatever steps it is necessary to get back your life. Well, thank you, Doctor Winslow. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check. We hope you like this latest healthy living tips. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.